Hello, and welcome to the Novi Conversation. I'm Steve Waltz. And I'm Jeff Pergulski. And Jeff, our long-awaited podcast. Today's yes, topic, sir. we're going to talk about something that is just, just something that we haven't really got in depth with, and it's about the Microsoft cloud called Azure, or if you're, I guess, in, in, in from France, it's called Azure. <laughs> What's it called in Wisconsin? Uh, we call it Azure. Um, actually, you know, it, it is funny, though, because I've heard it pronounced a number of different ways. Um, I, I say Azure. Um, I've heard some people say Azure. Um, I've heard people say Azure. No, um, <laughs> I actually should uh, with with my Wisconsin accent, I should not um I should not tease anyone, right? But uh, but yeah, it is the uh, it, today. Um, actually, you know what? I want to I want to rename this um, this uh, podcast Triple um, A All About Azure. Ooh, not, not Double A like you're up. used to, but but Triple A. Um, yeah. So so I thought that we've we've talked about Azure in the past, but it's been a while and um, it is something that is um, really in terms of our own customer base. Um, it's really uh, it's really taking off. So I thought it would be good to uh, it would be good to just sort of refresh people's um, memories about what Azure is. And, and, uh, and we're doing um, a lot of uh, informational presentations on Azure. I'm I, I'm going to have a uh, webinar coming up in the next few weeks, and uh, as well as some blog posts about it. So, um, some of the stuff that we talk about on the podcast doesn't uh, always lend itself to uh, um, just remaining um, an audio-only platform. There's a bunch of links and some helpful stuff that uh, that I'm going to talk about today that we can uh, that you can find. Our listeners can find on uh, um, on the Anovia website uh, under under the blog posts, and uh, and I think if they search all about Azure, maybe uh, they'll be able to find it. So yeah, because they want them to go to the AAA website, even though they they're great support and they've bailed me out and brought gasoline even to me once <laughs> because uh, <laughs> I forgot to put gas in my car. But that's another story. And you know, Jeff, when you know I first started when I when I heard Azure. I, you know, it was kind of explained to me, it's like, it's the Microsoft cloud, right? That's where you, the servers are. And, and you know, just really over the last several years, it just seems like, oh my gosh, you know, Azure so much more. So I'm really excited that you're gonna get a little bit more depth of what Azure is 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 now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's uh, that that's one good point that it has grown. Um, certainly, I think your assessment of, of Microsoft's cloud, um, you know, as as the basic definition of what Azure is, but if you think about the cloud in general, and and you know what um, what that means to different organizations, to different platforms, um, the cloud is a pretty uh, is a pretty generic answer. So uh, beyond that, digging in a little deeper, um, Azure. Um, I think when people ask me what it is. I start by saying it's the cloud platform, but of Microsoft, and you know, in terms of where they compete, um, they compete against uh, probably their primary um, competitor is Amazon Web Services, um, and which is obviously Amazon's cloud platform. 
I think Azure is sort of like Amazon Web Services on steroids because um, Microsoft has so much more on its Azure platform. Um, just uh, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you, Steve, take a guess as to how many uh, different product or service offerings um, you can get from Microsoft on Azure. Let's see. I want to say 6011. You're close. And it is over 200. So Ooh. that has grown um, over the last three or four years. Um, I don't know. Exponentially is a uh, um, it is a really rapid rate of growth. So we'll say it's slightly less than exponentially, but but uh, it's going like gangbusters. So every hundred. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like like it goes from, and I think the the stuff that maybe is most important to um, to our listeners is the uh, is the idea of, of you know it starts with. Um, servers i think and um, virtual virtual servers that exist in the cloud um, going back to um, microsoft uh, windows server 2012 the uh, microsoft put in the 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 bits in the software that connected that reached out to uh to some azure uh, backup machines that that you could have configured um, and your on-premise server environment. And so Microsoft was laying the foundation for this, um, you know, almost, uh, I guess probably it has been around now a decade. And uh, so the so the solution has been building since then, but, but the idea that um, as companies look at their own infrastructure and, and, you know, decide like, why do we have a, why do we have a server room? Um, why do we have all this hard work? IT hardware that we've got to maintain, that we've got to back up and um, keep cool in the summer and keep warm in the winter and um, all of those questions. The the idea of managing that infrastructure uh, just becomes uh, such a, a cost center and um, it requires expertise, obviously. You've got to have a, a, an IT team that is just managing the day-to-day. -day. I mean, IT is an integral part of almost every organization today, but um, but maintaining hardware is just seems to be a, uh, a skill that is going by the wayside as um, companies make more strategic investments and how they're going to spend their IT dollars and they look to a, a cloud platform to do that. So, so Azure um, virtual machines, Azure VMs um, are the kind of this, the building block that most of our customers get um, get interested in as you know you're looking at a, uh, a fifty thousand dollar hardware spend where you've got some uh, some servers that need to be replaced and you need to upgrade the licensing on those servers um, figuring out that uh, that you know you can rather than spending fifty thousand dollars up front um, you can invest uh, thousand dollars fifteen hundred dollars a month depending on um on what sort of machine specifications you need and um and then you know um spend a lot less money overall over the complete life of the uh, of the equipment and um one of the reasons that that any cloud platform is going to save you money but specifically um, microsoft azure is that um it is 
one of the one of the tenets of a cloud solution is that it, it should be elastic um, it should be flexible so that in the old days of on-premise servers you had to design a hardware solution that could handle your peak demand um, and that was you know that meant you had to add you had to bump up the memory and the storage and the processor um, so that when you were in your busy season you had um, you had what you need of course what that meant is that somewhere in the neighborhood of 80 plus percent of um, IT hardware capacity um, in on-prem solutions sits idle because it's 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 over designed and that was just the a fact of uh, life a limitation of the on-prem world well in the uh, Azure world you can design your solution um, to scale as your business grows and then um, if it's seasonal and you need less um, you can reduce resources and it uh, you, you only pay for what you need and, and in a lot of cases you can get a really powerful infrastructure um, for a lot less money because um, you're only ramping up as your uh, user count grows and as demand on the system grows and then uh, it, it grows with you the your azure subscription so that is uh, one of the important uh, um, differences i guess between between a uh, on-prem solution and a azure solution and one of the uh, the reasons that uh, that people go to that um, how do you feel about uh, flexibility steve are you for it or against it well you know what as you were talking because uh you know if so if you're a small business and you're in high growth mode so because you know we, we we have discussions all the time with with customers and prospective customers it's that you know if like i just talked with somebody a couple of days ago that they're growing at about 200 percent and so that that sounds like you can scale as you grow versus you know wondering you know if you're two years into servers that you you plan on replacing in five years and you're outgrowing it i'm sure there's an opportunity cost to go okay now you need to get more bandwidth right where it sounds like azure you can just add more horsepower to it am i, am I right on that statement Yep, you are exactly right. The uh, the other thing that um, I think is an important consideration, not just from the standpoint of um, of demand or or you know demand in your IT system from your number of users or how busy your business is, those sort of factors, um, is that being on a cloud platform makes you as an organization a lot more agile when it comes to um, changes in in your overall business so one of the big changes that we are um, helping our customers navigate around is is the move to cloud um, from their erp application so if they're looking at uh, um, at an implementation project they're going to upgrade their dynamics nav instance to a business central um, instance is that uh, you know does it make sense for them to go to the cloud does it make sense for them to stay um, on-prem and a lot of times um, the fact that in, across the microsoft stack microsoft likes to uh, um, promote the fact that they give you choice um, whereas a lot of solutions it, it has to be um, they either you know don't have an offering in the cloud or they don't have an on-prem offering Microsoft gives you the choice um, 
across the board in, in almost all of their products. And Azure, of course, being a cloud choice for a platform, but but Azure sometimes um, uh, we find gives us the gives our customers the flexibility of getting to the cloud without having to go to a true um, software as a service or SaaS deployment as Microsoft's um, Business Central offering is. Um, let's say they still need, they've got some compliance requirements that uh, they, you know, they can't be in a shared instance. They want to have complete control over when their, um, where their data resides, maybe where their, um, when upgrades are applied, who has access to the system, etc. Um, so putting a, uh, a virtual machine on Microsoft Azure, but running the uh, the Business Central on-prem instance on that cloud gives them control um, that uh, and it gives them extra control that they wouldn't have if they were just on Microsoft's um, software as a service platform. So um, Azure can uh, can fill a lot of uh, a lot of holes, I guess, as it relates to um, to their business needs, and um, and you know we've only uh, we've only just been talking about the virtual machine aspect of Azure. I know you want to find out um, about all the other cool solutions, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he, so, like, if like that's where Office three sixty five is, or now Microsoft three sixty five, I'm assuming, right, is in the Azure. So. You know, when it's it's interesting because I when I talk with people, they're worried about their, you know, security and uh, worried about their data being uh, stolen up there in the cloud. And and you know, and and this in the same conversation, they pay their credit card bills on their computer on their browser, and they're signed into their Google Gmail and you know Office three sixty five. And you know, just it just seems like uh, you know, with people like when I thought of the cloud originally, I just, you know, I just thought of, OK, that's where I was going to put this stuff. But now I think where you're leading to is that now there's so many more applications that can be put on there. They can all work together and you can maybe use that data for other things. Is that where you're kind of going, Jeff? Yeah, it, yep, exactly. And um, and I think that as we, you know, sort of help our our customers figure out um, if the move to Azure is is right for them. Um, there is, there's so many considerations and there's so much that you can do on the platform that um, from, from artificial intelligence and machine learning to, to virtual desktops and, and everything in, in between. One of my more recent um, certifications is um, in the Azure Internet of Things. Um, Internet of Things or IoT refers to uh, connecting real-world devices or things um, to the internet, and um, and Azure has a a, a solution that's um, already configured. It works with with tons of different uh, devices out of the box. There isn't like essentially it, it has a whole bunch of in those 200 plus solutions that exist on Azure. Um, Microsoft has developed um, some solutions that just plug and play into uh, into various environments. Um, for instance, the uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning uh, that a lot of our customers maybe don't even realize that uh, if they're running on Business Central, um, they could be leveraging in some of their uh, predictive pay um, and uh, some of the um, 
analysis services that uh, that when you import uh, um, photographs onto your item cards, that uh, all of those sort of that functionality that's in Business Central is um, actually running on Microsoft's Azure cloud and, and instances of um, artificial intelligence and machine learning that are um, analyzing images that are looking at um, payment cycles or looking at uh, sales demand and forecasting. Um, some really powerful tools that are built into Business Central that are running on Azure and um, and people don't even know about it. And, and one of the reasons that they don't know about it is because they aren't getting a bill for it because it's just included. And, and that is one of the things I guess that I wanted to uh, make sure that I, I talked about in today's podcast that there are a bunch of free um, Azure resources that um, that companies can take advantage of and um, and th that range from um, Azure compute power to to storage and those are some of the links that are gonna that I'm going to include in my blog um, this this list of, um, of all of the free resources that you can get to uh, um, that you can get when you're running on Azure and um, and then there are some uh, there are also some really uh, cost effective ways to kind of uh, get started with Azure um, and you know the the first part is uh, the first way to get engaged if you haven't started with an Azure um, trial it, Microsoft has free trials of Azure and um, and they start with uh, with a two hundred dollar um, two hundred dollars worth of Azure. So the way that Azure is sold um, is different than other um, than most other Microsoft products. Um, most other Microsoft products is are either sold as a perpetual license or as a subscription service. Um, with Azure, it's a consumption service, so you're paying for how much you use. And uh, so you start with $200 and, and um, fire up a virtual machine or two in the cloud to see how easy it is to manage. Um, and when you get to the end of your $200, whether that takes um, you 30 or 60 or 90 days, depending on uh, what you're doing in those um, virtual machines that you create, uh, Microsoft will, will ask you if you, uh, if you want to continue using those and, and get a credit card um, and and start to use it or if uh, or it'll just go away. But really um, the advantage is that with a lot of these Azure solutions is that you pay for what you use. And we've got um, several of our customers that that create virtual machines that they might be a failover um, to uh, in case uh, something happens to their on premise server. But uh, once they have that server image uploaded to the cloud they can uh, other than doing some synchronization of data they can shut that server down and um, and only pay a few dollars a month to have this uh, capacity um, ready for them and should they need it and um, again a really cost effective way to kind of uh, um, create a, a, um, a failover site without you know paying a lot of the failover site services you're paying based on not just the storage but you're having to license the operating system and and you know kind of pay for redundant licenses um, in this and uh, your failover site 
whereas if you were running in um, on Azure with a VM to back up to, it's uh, um, you can configure that back up, do some synchronization synchronization of data, and then um, set that machine so it it only runs um, an hour a week when it needs to sync data, and it's just sitting there, and you're only paying a few bucks a month for it. So everyone can afford a few bucks a month, right, Steve? I hope so. I mean, the stimulus <laughs> checks are coming, right? So, <laughs> hey, uh, you know, so I'm, you know, as you're talking about that, it's funny the Liberty commercial kept going through my mind, right? Oh, you only pay for what you need, and it's kind of like it's kind of like that. And um, so, if if you wanted to, you know, let's say you had an on-premise, maybe like an old NAV 2016, and you wanted to use some of that AI technology, could you actually move that data to the cloud and and, 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 and use it up there to instance, or are you kind of stuck on-premise where you're at? Um, it, it is um, Azure, um, a lot, the artificial intelligence, machine learning, um, you can leverage um, on-premise data to uh, against that, uh, against those services, but it is, um, it is a lot more involved and um, it's not as you need to do something with that data. So so um, the plugins aren't there and like an old version of NAV to uh, to you know produce those on the page. So you could certainly leverage web services and create a web part on that page and, and put whatever kind of analytics reports you wanted to. But then you start to have, you know, get into some fairly serious um, development skills and um, and if companies don't have those available you know hacking up the uh, um, those pages and and you know making changes to them are uh, are something that becomes cost prohibitive because um, it just takes a lot of uh, a lot of time to do that whereas the um, you know the the hosted version the SaaS version just has all those connections um, open and available and it's all running in the same um, Microsoft 365 slash Azure environment. Mm -hmm. So uh, so it's just it's it's a matter of a couple of mouse clicks, not a couple uh, dozen hours of developer time. Have you noticed over the last several years? So, you know, the another question that always comes up is, you know, what happens if it goes down? Right. Is Microsoft um, is the reliability increasing or is, I mean, it's, I, I heard it's like what, 99.9, whatever percent it's, I mean, have you, what, what is your feeling on, you know, if I'm putting all my stuff up there, I, I need to run my business. I mean, what would you say to those people that are listening? Yeah, that's, um, that's a, a, especially considering the source, that's a really good question, Steve. Um, the, uh, the, it's, you know, the, I'll remember that one, Jeff. <laughs> the question of, um, you know, the question of is is my data safe up there is is a uh, two pronged question. Number one, is it safe from a security standpoint? And then number two, is it is it you know, is it safe? Is it being backed up? Is there redundancy there? And um, and really um, short of, uh, of, you know, a, a a blip on the radar that's come um, in over the last 18 months in terms of a security breach of um, of the Azure platform, which was very actually relatively minor compared to some of the other security breaches that we are learning about um, that have occurred. Um, it is it is certainly um, 
Microsoft invests a lot of um, time, money, and resources keeping them the Azure platform secure, and um, and there's also built-in redundancy. So you can choose um, depending on the Azure solution that you are um, using. You can choose where your data resides. You can um, you can create some redundancy in Azure if you are a um, really conservative belt and suspender type um, IT person that wants to make sure that you have multiple Azure um, instances. But for 99% of our customers, the uh, and I think it might be like a, a five nine sort of uh, uptime guarantee from Microsoft, like a financially backed um, service level agreement. It's like 99.999 uptime guarantee. Um, that is enough um, for for any uh, for any of our customers, I think, and, um, and and especially when you consider what it would take to sort of deliver that same kind of guarantee running in an on-premise world, you'd need to have some redundant hardware. You'd need to have a um, a failover site configured and licensed and um, maintained, and, and Microsoft is doing that all for you. So the other um, the other part of uh, so so when customers are thinking about like how do we get to the cloud and um, and that's where you know partnering with uh, someone like Anovia where we've got resources we've got a team of um, technology consultants that have been working in Azure um, for the last um, five plus uh, ten years almost um, so we've got uh, we've got an infrastructure team that has migrated their skills to the uh, the Azure platform and can help. And then we've got um, our, our sales team that um, understands Azure and um, you know is working with customers that are making decisions about moving to the cloud um, every week, month, year. So um, so we've got a lot of experience helping customers get there. Microsoft has um, provided some really efficient tools to uh, to help um, customers get there, and I'm going to include some of the links to those tools. Um, you know, um, putting a uh, creating a, a virtual machine on, in your on-prem environment that is an Azure migration machine that can start to grab um, images of your on-prem servers and push them to the cloud, and then report back what sort of uh, um, issues um, you have if there are um, unsupported operating systems or some you know crazy configuration. Um, there's there are tools that Microsoft has available to end users as well as partners that give you uh, um, a really uh, a really straightforward path to get to the cloud. And there are also a lot of um, uh, Azure um, calculators that can help you assess the total cost of ownership. Um, in terms of what your Azure solution could cost you. And um, one of the last points that I wanted to make, um, and that is going to be a focus of um, of my blog post, is the the that Azure reservations, which um, are it's I mean, I guess just uh, just like it, it sounds. Um, these reservations help you save money by um, by committing to a, a one or three year plan 
for how you think your organization is going to use Azure. And in a lot of cases, um, I know we started talking about the cloud and talking about elasticity and the flexibility that uh, going to the cloud um, should provide you with. Um, but in a lot of instances, customers use case is pretty stable. They've got a, a fairly stable um, amount of, uh, of users and, and they know by looking at reports of their on-prem analysis, what size um, machines they're going to need and how much they think they're going to need in terms of storage and processing power. If you if you know that, um, you can buy Azure reservations and 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 you don't even have to prepay. Microsoft gives you the ability to uh, to pay monthly or to pay up front for these reservations. But in these cases, you tell Microsoft um, how much Azure um, service you think you're going to need and obviously you'd want to use a little bit under um you'd want to buy a little bit less than you think you need and then just pay for the extras um so that you're sure that you don't uh, that you don't prepay too much but in these reservations the way microsoft has this priced um you can save up to 72 percent um over the pay as you go pricing and it really doesn't take a, um, a lot to uh, to help calculate this and our tcs um, are happy to uh, to work with the sales team to if you're thinking about a move to the cloud um, to help you go through one of the Azure calculators to understand what uh, what sort of costs are involved and then see if if um, signing up for an Azure reservation and, and prepaying um, can save you even more money and um, and that is a uh, um, and that's available not just in the virtual machine world. Um, but um, but there are uh, in it could be uh, it could be the machine learning platform it could be um, some Power BI or some application services but uh, once you get a feel for what you need if you know telling Microsoft that you're agreeing to buy this much of their service from them they're offering substantial discounts and that is something that has been around for a while but we found that a lot of our customers aren't taking advantage of those reservations and in some cases um, you know maybe for the customers who are already on Azure if you're not using an Azure reservation this might be a good reason for you to uh, to reach out um, to your uh, um, account manager at uh, Inovia or whoever your Azure partner is and ask them if Azure reservations can save you some money because um, we have found that uh, that it is an under underutilized resource in the uh, Azure world and um, and again savings of 72 percent that's uh, yeah, that's a big number that's a lot of money and you know I and as you were talking you know to some to some people it seems like you know, there's a lot of stuff going on and you know the beauty is is that you know not only are we a gold certified dynamics ERP partner for gold certified in the cloud. And I think that really speaks volumes to how we, when we made a commitment to really, you know, when Microsoft was, was, was telling us that message, right? Cloud first, mobile first to really, you know, to hop on it because that's the way things are going. And obviously during the pandemic, cloud has become even more important to many more people. And, and, and the fact that uh, we have many, folks at Inovia and you know Jeff obviously you're an expert in the cloud and uh, certified in that and we're even you know we're even certified in, in the government cloud it's so we'll be able to I think simplify a lot of those conversations with their customers and I you know it's because it's 
it sounds like, well, there's a lot going on there. Do I really need it? But I think that's worth a discovery conversation on, you know, how if, if you're looking to move off of your on-premise service for your ERP system, or if you're really looking and, and, and got the message, right? If, if you truly want to be that organization that is leading and that is cutting edge, and how can I use all this data right to 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 either increase revenue and the customer experience i mean this is what a great opportunity yep exactly and uh and i think that's uh we you know not to uh um not to toot our own horn too much but that's um really i think as it um you know most of our Inovia conversation podcasts are um are about crm I'm just kidding, Steve. Um, are about uh, are about the are about ERP. They're ERP related, and uh, um, but but certainly if if you know you're doing your job as a Microsoft partner, you can't ignore all of the changes in from a licensing perspective, from a platform perspective. Uh, you have to be aware of all these things, and we have to uh, um, make sure that our customers are getting their um, getting the most for their money as it relates to any of the dollars they're spending in uh, in and around ERP. So um, so that's uh, basically what I wanted to uh, to cover today. As I said, I'm going to have a follow up webinar um, about a um, little bit more about Azure and um, as well as uh, as a uh, blog post that's going to have some links in there to some of the free Azure resources and some more details about um, Azure reservations. So I think um, for any of our customers who haven't looked at the cloud in a while, um, it is uh, it's time to take a look again. And even for our customers who are on the cloud um, on Azure, maybe already, uh, maybe to think about looking at Azure reservations to see if that's a way that you can save some money. Well, that, that was good information, Jeff. And as Jeff said, he'll be doing a, uh, a webinar and some post on it. And we'll be speaking about Azure more throughout the year. Really, it's, it, it is helping you understand these other avenues that you have with, with Microsoft and, you know, being that partner um, for you. We're, we're really trying to help help guide you and offer you these, these options and, and really take you to the next level. So, Jeff, you know, I think the last podcast we had was prior to the Super Bowl. And I know the GOAT came into Green Bay and took care of business. Mm -hmm. And he went into the Super Bowl and took care of business. I was wondering, uh, are you doing okay? I've been, I've been worried about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that uh, that game was, um, the game in at Lambeau Field was, you know, it, was, it, it certainly didn't go the way that, uh, that, Packer fans wanted, but you know, um, it's it's uh, it's good to make it to the championship. I didn't like the uh, I didn't like the the rumblings that came out of that loss, where Aaron Rodgers was thinking about uh, sounded like he was thinking about moving on. And uh, um, we've been pretty fortunate from a quarterback perspective. Um, I, I always remember the it shows the. The number of Packers starting quarterbacks versus um, over the last like 20 years compared to the number of Bears starting quarterbacks, it's like two to like 21 or something. So we've been uh, we've been fortunate, but you know, at the end of the season, we are uh, we are not champions, no different than the Bears. So um, there's always next season. Yeah, 
And yeah, what one of these days when Sid Luckman, you still bring him up as your <laughs> quarterback <laughs> that has the record is pretty sad. That's that's another so so the the sadness that you felt that night. Now you know what what it feels like to be a Bears fan, right? So anyway, well, yeah. well I, I and I'll also just add that um, we were uh, I several years ago. I was um, I brought some friends from Cleveland to a uh, um, to a game um, that the Packers were hosting the Cleveland Browns and um, we needed a, a stop in the fourth quarter to try to get the ball back and um, and and sneak out a victory and we were um, everyone in the in the stands started cheering. Um, for Reggie White. I mean, he had been the Minister of Defense. He was this. Uh, now, of course, um, Reggie had been retired for several years at this point and actually had died. Um, but we were all cheering for the ghost of, of Reggie White. Reggie, Reggie. And uh, and after that, and it was a really cool feeling as a Packer fan um, that, you know, everyone just started cheering that. And then uh, after that was gone and the, and the game was over and we lost, um, <laughs> I was talking on the ride home to one of the Cleveland fans and they were like, you know, that, that was kind of, that was kind of weird that you were all cheering for Reggie. And I'm like, why, why was that weird? And they're like, well, he's, he's dead and gone. Like, why are you cheering for someone that isn't on the field? And I thought, you know what, maybe us Packer fans are a little weird and we don't have it all figured out. Well, let's see. You're talking about Cleveland. When's the last time they won? Oh, anyway, that's not, <laughs> right. So uh, you are um, Holly will probably listen to this, and she's not going to take that kindly. We'll get this part edited out. But anyway, Jeff, before we lose our listeners, any talking about the the Bears and the Packers, we appreciate you you, you getting us squared away on the Azure. And uh, you know, as always, you can find uh, the webinars coming up and. Uh, the blogs on uh, Adobe.com, and we obviously share them on LinkedIn. And, you know, please, if you're on LinkedIn, send out a request to uh, <clears throat> Jeff Pergolsky or Steve Waltz. We'd love to hook up with you. And, Jeff, anything else you'd like to add that's uh, uh, Microsoft-related? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, uh, that is it. I think this this podcast is a wrap.